Good morning, everyone. God bless you. Thank you for listening in this morning to our live broadcast. We just appreciate that and want to just remind you, send your prayer requests in, send your uh, comments and your feedback, questions, and we'll be glad to address them just as soon as we can. I'm going to start a new series today called A Summary of the Revelation of Seven Seals. I want to remind you, you can also get this in book form on our website, and that's completely free of charge, free shipping as well. Um, You can go there, jasondemars.com, and look at the resources, and you'll find the different books and tracks that we have there. And uh, just want to make those completely available to you for free. Freely have received, freely give is principle that I want to follow. Um, So I want to speak just uh, on the seven seals revealed. And uh, scripture I want to start with is in Daniel 12, verse 4. But thou, O Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book even to the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall be increased. Uh, Most Christians are unaware that that there's a Bible promise, that there's going to be an opening of the word, of opening and a revealing of the mysteries of the sealed book in the end time. Uh, We understand in Revelation 22, 18, and 19, the canon of Scripture is closed. We may add no new revelation, neither can it be taken away from what is written. It's apparent that God's not seeking to bring new Scripture, uh, neither can we take away from what is written. It's uh, God is not bringing a new revelation by opening the seven-sealed book. However, the book of Revelation has been probed at, and many times tried to un- people have tried to understand it. Many have direct- injected their own view and have purported it as factual, but it's clear what the Lord spoke to Daniel. This revelation will not come forth until the end time. Seal the book even to the time of the end. Just as God has done through the ages, he expanded the revelations given to his prophets in a progressive way. In Revelation chapter 5, we find that John was given a vision of heavenly things and witnessed a book not only sealed, but sealed with seven seals. John received a prophetic vision of end time events. It's only the Lamb of God, our Lord Jesus Christ, that's worthy to take the book and to loose the seals. No one else is worthy to even look at the book. So what then is the purpose of the loosing of the seals? It's twofold. Thus, it's firstly the book of redemption. It's what Messiah purchased at Calvary in order to redeem us. Second, it's a book of the revelation of the mysteries that were hidden there in order to give us an understanding of the things that happened in the past and that are happening present and that will happen in the future. The, the, The book is clearly connected to the death of Christ on the cross at Calvary. Um, I want to emphasize again what the angel told Daniel in Revelation 12, 4, seal the book even to the time of the end. So at the end time, The book is going to be opened and revealed. It's just prior to the return of Christ for his bride that the secrets of this book will be made known. In Daniel 12, uh, these things were communicated to Daniel, the prophet, by a mighty angel. Revelation 10 shows the same picture. 
Um, the same angel descended with an open book. The seals have been pre previously opened. Communicates it to the messenger of God and the seventh church age messenger, whom we know to be Brother William Marion Branham. Revelation 10, 3 through 4 shows that in the time of John, there were mysteries hidden that were to be revealed at the end time. Those seven thunders. It's not to be anything outside of the Bible. It can't be something, a new revelation, but it has to be the Bible clearly revealed. Things that were hidden in it, that people probed at, that are now made clear. Um, this, was, this mystery has been revealed by Christ through the seventh church age messenger. With that said, let's look more closely at the purpose of the seventh sealed, seven sealed book. Um, in December 1962, Brother Branham had a vision about meeting seven angels in Arizona. A loud blast would accompany this, and then he would be picked up by this constellation of able, uh, angels. In February 28, 1963, a pyramid-shaped uh, Cloud formation appeared and was photographed. It was so high in the atmosphere that it baffled the experts and they didn't understand how it could be created. And the photo that we've shown in the past and that we'll uh, show again, uh, that, that's the photo of the seven angels on their way to meet Brother Branham. Brother Branham, in March uh, 1963, like about seven days later, he heard a loud thunder, met those angels who commissioned him to return home to Jeffersonville, Indiana, and to preach the revelation of the seven seals. Those angels, one angel at a time, met him day by day to bring forth the revelation to him so that he could bring it to us. And he preached that series, uh, the revelation of the seven seals. And when he, when he was preaching that, he said the, the seven sealed book is revealed at the time of the seven thunders of Revelation 10. He told us that that book is, this, is, is the sealed book of redemption, and it need to be opened by the one who paid the price, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Brother Branham didn't open the seals. Jesus Christ opened those seven seals. 1 Peter 1 verse 5 is an important verse that applies, I believe, to this who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. Since the time of the seals being broken, the mysteries of the Bible have now been revealed, and we're going to bring forth a summary of the events and a summary of the revelation of the seven seals. Again, salvation revealed in the last time. What does that mean? When... Peter is writing, I thought salvation was revealed through the Calvary, but Peter is telling us that there's a salvation that's going to be revealed at the end time. There's going to be a process of a revelation of mysteries, an unveiling of mysteries that will literally prepare us for and lead us to a body change. So the seven sealed book is revealed at the time of the seven thunders of Revelation 10. So, in other words, the time of the seven thunders of Revelation 10 was 19, March 1963, when those seven angels met Brother Branham. So let's look at a timeline event of events. 
December 22, 1962, Brother Branham sees the vision of seven angels meeting him with a loud thunder near Tucson, Arizona. December 30, 1962, he preaches the Is This the Sign of the Inserts to report the vision and speak of its scriptural application. February 28, 1963, mysterious cloud appears northeast of Tucson, Arizona. March 7th or 8th, Brother Branham is hunting and he hears a loud thunder and is caught up into a constellation of seven angels. March 7th, 17th to 24th, 1963, he preaches the revelation of the seven seals. May 17th, 1963, the picture of the mysterious cloud is released in Life magazine. I'll pull up a bitter picture, but I'm just going to show that picture in Life magazine. It was a mystery. It remained a mystery, not fully explained by science. So with that said, I'm going to get started on the first seal. This is Revelation 6, 1 and 2, speaking of the white horse rider. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of a thunder, one of the four beasts, saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. Before we go into the first seal, let's discuss verse 1, because it sets the stage for the first four seals. When the Lamb opened the first seal, there was a noise of a thunder. So corresponding to the opening of the first seal, there is a thunder. The noise of the thunder is what was reported to have been heard when the Father was speaking to the Lord Jesus in John 12, 29. And that thunder speaks of the voice of God. And what can reveal the hidden mysteries contained in the seals besides the voice of God? It's important to note that when Brother Branham met the seventh angels near Sunset Mountain outside of Tucson in 1963, there was a noise of a thunder as well. He heard it, and so did the two brothers there that were hunting with him, though they were not directly with him at the, at the moment that happened. Uh, they were in another area in the wilderness there. Next we see one of the four beasts comes, says, Come and see. So why did John see one of the four beasts there? And why did they make this announcement to John? Revelation 4-7, And the first beast was like a lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast had a face as a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. So the, this is the beast that was like unto a lion. While the horse riders were bringing forth the deceptive work of Satan, these four beasts as guardians of the throne were the form with which the Holy Spirit took and worked in order to combat the work of Satan. Uh, now Brother Branham says regarding the lion, now remember, now in the first age was a lion age that roared, that pure, unadulterated word. This is the apostolic ministry in the second and third generation believers that stood firm with the apostolic doctrine. Noticed, Brother Branham speaking, he was dressed in white, which appears righteous, but he had a bow but no arrows, meaning he was a bluff. So, he taught us this was the spirit of Nicolaitanism that went forth in the first church age as a doctrine. Nicolaitanism means to conquer the laity. They formed a hierarchy in the early church. Here's an example. Ignatius of Antioch, who was a bishop until the year 107 AD, writing to the Smyrnians, states, See that ye all follow the bishop, even as Jesus Christ does the Father, and the presbytery as you would the apostles, and reverence the deacons as being the institution of God. Let no man do anything connected with the church without the bishop. 
And he goes on to say, it is well to reverence both God and the bishop. Who, who, he who honors the bishop is been honored by God. He who does anything without the knowledge of the bishop does re in reality serve the devil. Nor is there anyone in the church greater than the bishop, bishop who ministers as a priest to God and the, uh, uh, for the salvation of the whole world. So this elevated the bishop of a church to a position higher than the believers and thus it snuffed out the leadership of the Holy Spirit. The time period of this first horse rider corresponds with the Ephesians church age. Just to note, the seals do not correspond precisely with each of the seven church ages. You'll recognize that as we go. Some of them overlap, some of them blend into multiple ages. Second seal. And when he had opened the second seal, I had heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. The second beast was like a calf or an ox. This is the form the Spirit of God took in that age to combat the horse rider here, the red horse rider. Brother Branham says this, Now the second beast that the Antichrist sent out was a red beast, which was that he rode on, was to take peace from the earth and war. Now the second one that went out to combat that was the ox beast. The ox means a labor, a beast of burden. The Spirit came upon the people in such a way that they were willing to lay their, down their lives as martyrs. This was the strength given to them to overcome during the age of the red horse rider. Notice power was given to the red horse rider, and that was the doctrine of Nicolaitanism becoming incarnate in a man that was elected to be pope over the people. That took place when men elected a papacy to rule the hearts of men instead of the Holy Ghost, to rule the hearts of men. Recognize that the horse was red, signifying the killing of those who opposed him. The first church of Rome became apostate early on after the Jews were expelled from Rome in the mid-first century. Later on, it became imperial Rome and took part in persecuting the church, true church until it was almost completely stamped out in Europe. And this cor corresponds to the Smyrnian and Pergamaean church ages, where the true church was persecuted by the false Roman church, working together with imperial Rome. With that said, we're going to end our live broadcast right with that. We'll continue with the uh, next time, and we'll go through the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth seals. If you have any questions, feedback, or prayer requests, please let us know. We're sure happy to address those just as soon as we can. May the Lord richly bless you.